0: What's up everybody? This is Gold, Girls and Glory, Bam Bam Malone, and you're listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Hey, this is the top guy, Griffin McCoy, representing Young, Dumb and Broke and Punk Star Posse, and you're listening to Wrestling with Entertainment.
1: Hi, this is Shauna Reed, daughter of A Thousand Maniacs, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment.
2: Hello, hello, hello and welcome to the show. It's Wrestling With Entertainment. Bringing you the latest exclusive breaking news, previewing and reviewing the latest shows from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and everything in between every Saturday. And interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Wednesday on YouTube and CastBox. Sponsored by Rogue Energy. Use promo code Wrestling With Me for 10% off your next purchase. I am of course your host James J. Alongside Kaliko, Yacht, who was running late as always, but somebody that's on time this week, Scooter
0: Dust. You know, my wife and I were happy for 20 years, and then we met. And it's a
2: great day for wrestling, because we are wrestling with... She is the daughter of a thousand maniacs, Shauna Reed.
1: Hey, what's up? How are you, Shana? I'm good. How are you guys? Well, good.
2: Good. good. Could you tell us what you got coming up next?
1: Uh, well, actually, currently at the moment, I am um, out on just a little bit of an injury, but only for about two more weeks. Um, and then I've got shows all around the United States. I'm in Hamilton, Ohio every Friday for FGW. And then, um, pretty much, like, I honestly check where I am on that Monday and figure out where I am that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm c- coming a lot around um, around the US. So just, and maybe even a TV appearance coming up in the next few weeks. So just keep Ooh. an eye out.
2: I do know that there is a. A big wrestling company company coming to Cincinnati soon, so you know <laughs> uh,
1: and what can we find you on social media in your merchandise? Um, so you can find me on social media on Facebook., uh, it's just Shauna Reed. I have a like page and a personal page. I think I might be up to my friend uh, friend limit on my personal, so give that like page a like um twitter Reed ninety three instagram shauna underscore read um i don't do any merch sales like i don't have a merch sale online unless you contact me so if you want shirts eight by tens five by sevens bracelets anything like that you just got to direct message me i will hook you up and we'll go from there all right and you don't even have to go looking
2: for those um Looking for it. all those links will be in the description of the video below, both on YouTube and CastBox. Um, you brought up uh that you've been intru- injured for a little while, was that
1: uh during the ladder match? Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, I actually unfortunately uh, got knocked out in a match two weeks ago and hmm. uh got live squatted to the hospital because oh. I was out for and um they've they you know concussion um and but I went to a concussion specialist like Friday and I got cleared so I'm taking two more weeks off still I'm getting back in slowly because they said that I need to get back in slowly with how bad the swelling and everything was so I'm giving it two more weeks and then I'm back on back rolling all right uh, now, you work for, uh,
2: as you uh, said, uh, F- uh, FGW. Can you tell us about your relationship with the company?
1: Yeah, so um, I have been with the company even before it started. So we, um, my fiancé and I um, were looking for a, uh, a company, and one of the guys at an old promotion, he owns a comic book store. His name's Brian. He always wanted to open a um, wrestling company, and so Cody Hawk is a uh, world-renowned trainer, amazing trainer. Um, and we ended up finding this place and that used to be actually an office space. So we started from the ground up and tore out you know all these like cutic- cubicles and everything and turned it into what is now known today as FGW. Um, it's, uh, it's every Friday as a live show in Hamilton, Ohio. And every Wednesday at seven o'clock, we have a YouTube show called Shockwave, that is that you can all check out. So it's it's a really cool little company. It's very old school wrestling, old school storylines, the bad guy versus the good guy, and it's just it's a it's a great family place, family friendly. So uh, it's fun. <laughs> you know, it's really great
2: because you know, independent companies aren't usually fam- family friendly, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've worked for a bunch that, you know, like, there's cussing, there's everything, and don't get me wrong. Like if like something happens and something hurts, like you know, oh, yeah. a cuss word will slip out here, and there. I'm guilty of it. I'm probably the worst one. I have probably the worst like potty mouth on the freaking show because I get too into my like promos and crap, and I'm crazy. So um, this next match
2: but, rated R, full language.
1: Exactly every Shana promo or match. Uh, just so you know, probably cover your children's ears because something will pop out.
2: <laughs> uh, Scooter, you have a question.
0: All right. Now, I'm, I'm going a little off the cuff here with something that I actually didn't have prepared. Now, being in the Ohio uh, area, there's one name that comes to mind. And that's Les Thatcher. Did you ever do any work for Heartland, HWA, when Cody was with them, or did you not get the chance?
1: So, HWA is um, it's closed now. It's over. Yeah, um, that's what I thought, yeah. Because um, Cody was the last one that um, actually owned it. Um, so when I got into the business, HWA unfortunately was closed. So I have n- unfortunately never gotten the honor to even to do that. I've wrestled on a on a few HWA reunion shows, so that's been pretty cool. And um, I've been also lucky enough to have uh, DVDs of old HWA to be able to watch and kind of like steal and study from. So
0: <laughs> I I asked because I had a. A friend of mine go out there and actually work for less in the HWA. Uh, so that's always curious with me, but uh, serious question.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, when you first started out, at least according to cage matches database, one of your first matches was against Japanese legend Malia Hosaka. Now, maybe it wasn't so early in your career, maybe you had experience before then, we're gonna learn the whole story, but what was your mindset considering you were not green, but it's so early in your career going up against someone with such a storied career in such a different style of wrestling. And what did you learn going forward
1: so if i remember correctly i feel like i wrestled her within my first year of wrestling um i knew of the name i didn't really know her much but when i got booked against her um i like people you know i did my research and i was told about her and stuff like that so i was really super excited but terrified um nervous because you always want to make a good impression like even if you're you're super super green you know you want to make this good impression um on the vets especially one with us like a history of like her and um when i went back there and i met her she was such a nice person and but then like that was pretty much it you know we said hi but i'm like that was it and i got dressed and I was, you know, wait, I went to her again and kind of just chilled by her until thinking that, okay, we'll talk. And it didn't happen. And so I was kind of panicking, um, like, oh my God, this lady already doesn't like me. Like, I made, I must've like, did I say something, did I do a handshake wrong? Did I like do some, like say something (laughs) wrong when I said, hi, I don't know. (laughs) Um, so I was panicking and then, um, but I got super lucky because I, the way I was trained was to call stuff on the fly in the ring. So I'm super lucky with that. Cause when we went out there, we had nothing planned and we just went and it was great. And when we came back, like she like was super happy with the match. And it was like, I was on cloud nine cause I was freaking terrified. <laughs> And, but i'm actually pretty excited cuz now that i'm a, um i'll be 6 years in, in in 2 weeks and um and actually actually in 2 weeks w- i have my first rematch with her in 5 years
0: wow and, nice
1: so yeah like that's kind of now that i've really thought about that it's kind of crazy
2: <laughs> kind of coming full circle though yeah all oh right i like that now let's kind of talk about last year. Um the pandemic era of wrestling, um as we're calling it. Um what was it like for you personally to wrestle in the pandemic era, you know, in front of no crowd and how does it feel kind of coming back to that?
1: I mean it sucked, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the point but um i had done a lot of like just random shoots and stuff like that so i was kind of to wrestling like just for a camera um and then on you know facebook lives but here in ohio our freaking governor was so strict for the longest time that we were allowed to like have wrestling practice like so me and all the guys could go and practice for two hours in a ring but we couldn't technically we couldn't have a show like a show with no crowd So as long as it was practice, we were allowed to do it. But if we, by God, if we put a camera on and Facebook live did or something, it was against the, it was illegal, which was stupid. Um, yeah, it was so dumb. So I, we never got to do that. Like, like with FGW and stuff like that. So I ended up, you know, traveling to Illinois to do this. I traveled to, um, other places to be able to like do, just do like Facebook live shows. Um, but there, there was pretty much no wrestling anywhere around the area or anything in the whole pandemic, which was like horrible. Um, but it was also, you know, a forced year off. Like we as wrestlers take so much abuse on our bodies that we don't realize really how much our bodies are tired and like the break is needed. Cause we are all just like, we want to go, go, go. And some of us like that is our only income choice, you know? so right. like there's that but when i first got to perform in front of a crowd again it was in alabama and it was like right when, it was the first weekend that like at all live crowds were allowed back Roll anyway back. and it was like i just wanted to cry because you know you miss this you miss being somebody that you're not in everyday life and I'm so happy that now you know shows can are going on and continuing and it's like it's like the whole wrestling community has come together and made things stronger um, wrestling didn't die you know and it won't but I mean with all this mass crap and this delta crap, who knows I'm terrified it'll backtrack
2: I'm assuming you already have bad relationships with Delta you know the elk <laughs> the elk. From- <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Delta is actually the best airline that I've flown so. Oh, oh. Yeah, I actually
0: flew Delta to Alabama, so. Scooter, no you have a question. <laughs> yes. All right. There's an interesting little tidbit from your match history. Some might call it a blooper. And I do have a follow-up question as it pertains to this particular match. Oh, God. Okay. There was a match for BCW against Sky Blue.
1: Okay. Do you
0: do you remember the announcer?
1: The ring yeah. announcer?
0: Yes. Do you remember what he called you?
1: Uh, I don't remember what he called me, but I remember it was wrong because he was my... Because I know him and he's like he's my friend and when I went out there I'm like he really called me something wrong <laughs> I went off on him heel. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Shawana Reed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh I couldn't his name's Joseph and I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs>
0: well, I mean yeah I've seen some cringe moments you know d- during my time on the indie scene but I'm like oh that Girl, nothing, nothing out. Yeah, it, it's a, it's all a good fun, but still, you you, you know, and, and, and only because I started as a ring announcer, I'm like, ooh, that stinks just a little bit. But <laughs> that same match before before the match even gets going, you and Sky have this. Verbal exchange, which is very rarely seen in in mainstream pro wrestling, and, and so, well, how am I supposed to say this? It, it, it's barely seen in professional in mainstream professional wrestling as much as independent. Pro Wrestling, you, you guys essentially really told a story for the fans in attendance, anybody that watches that match, before you even, you know, before the first headlock. So, if you remember that match, was that all basically improv, so to speak, And how important to you are the actions in the ring that aren't wrestling moves to tell the story of
1: the match? Uh yeah, it was all like we just went out there and it was all improv. Like, you know, we went out there, just started like yakking at each other and it worked because uh it's soup because all that is super important, like to establish me as a heel and to make her seem even more baby face than she already is. So me just going out there and like upping pretty much my bitch level, like <laughs> taking every little piece of her and like just being this horrible person and her coming back at me, which got the crowd into it. It's already the crowd's like, oh my gosh, this, they want to see me get beat up. Cause I'm just being this horrible person and they want to see sky, you know, go over. They want to see like her just beat the crap out of me. So it's all, we're already getting the fans invested in it. We're already getting the fans like, Oh my gosh, did you hear what Shauna said to sky? Oh, sky's not gonna better not let, you know, her do that or whatever. So it's already getting the fans invested. It's going to make more of a reaction when sky gives me a move. Um And then it's going to make more of a reaction when I give Sky a move, because people are going to boo like crazy, because they don't want to see me hurt her. They want to see her hurt me. So it's all part of storytelling, and that's one of the most important parts in wrestling, and a lot of the times, it's what's most forgotten, that you're telling a story. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's super important. <laughs> all right. All right. Now, can
2: you tell us about the round table
1: Mm, the round table
2: yes it was all the i want to say personalities of shauna reed at the round table
1: remember now (laughs) (laughs) you're talking about um Yeah. So I'm doing this whole thing that, um, so me as the daughter of a thousand maniacs, I talk to voices in my head that nobody else can see or hear. So I was like, Oh, well, I think I'm going to attempt, just attempt to see if I can bring out some of these personalities and make a video of it, of me pretty much arguing with myself. And (laughs) so been able to bring out a few, um, there hasn't been, there's obviously way more that I could make up and do, but, uh, yeah, it was it was a fun little uh fun little promo to do where I had like about I think four or five different personalities come out and you kind of got a little glimpse of what's inside my head. Did did he uh
0: that Carol Baskin TikTok come out of that?
1: <laughs> no, but it should. <laughs>
0: I was curious,
2: was one of them based off, or one of the personalities based off Clarice Starling? Uh, no. i just say because the accent you had. Uh,
1: Oh, no, no,
0: yeah. James, (laughs) you mean Hannibal Lecter. You don't mean Clarice Starling. Clarice Starling was the agent that hunted Hannibal Lecter.
2: No, but the accent...
0: Yeah, it's a
2: very
0: Southern accent. <laughs> but, but, well, that's right. Yeah, you know, hers is very Well, Jody Foster played it as someone who's very Southern. So, yeah. but, okay, yeah. that's, that's,
1: no, I just did weird accents because <laughs> to do weird accents.
2: Um, and at the end of that, you kind of revealed maybe a new side of yourself that maybe we haven't
1: seen but we'll see in the future. Uh, so yeah my last one that I did reveal her name was T- is Tavia and she actually did debut on fGw uh, about three weeks ago for um a split like sec- like for a few minutes um it has it hasn't come out on shockwave yet but we have the video so I'm hoping that it uh it airs soon because she came out and it was pretty awesome
0: <laughs> you were uh, you a had- M. Night Shyamalan fan, by chance?
1: Am I what?
0: An M. Night Shyamalan fan? Have you seen the movie Split?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's where I get inspiration.
0: Okay. Well, let's stay on the theme of movies. And, of course, the Daughter of a Thousand Maniacs that is obviously a reference to the son of a hundred maniacs. Yeah, you know, the the, the dreamer himself, Freddy Krueger. What, how much of a Nightmare on Elm Street fan are you? And how much of a horror uh,
1: fan are you? I'm a huge fan. Like, such a huge fan of all horror movies and all that. So yes, that is exactly where that came from. <laughs> I had to one up Freddy Krueger.
0: Bet. <laughs> right. uh, what is your favorite uh, out of the entire franchise than uh, a favorite nightmare film?
1: I honestly like the first one. Really? Yeah, I mean, like the first ones are always the best to me, and a oh. lot of the things. So,
0: see a lot. A lot of people I know they put Dream Warriors first, and then they put the first one second, but. They all agree that the worst is that remake with Jackie Earl Haley. And <laughs> well, I don't like to. Well, I don't like to hate on movies. I kind of have to agree. But
1: yeah, it definitely wasn't the best one. So let's just go there. No, yep. uh,
2: you have anything else? good.
0: Uh, no, I was passing it to you.
2: Okay. Um. Now, you have worked for AEW as well. Um, can you tell us about how that came about and what was your experience like?
1: Yeah, so I started, I was um, training with Dustin Rhodes in his very first class, um, January through March in, um around Austin, Texas. And Dustin got, was really, I guess, impressed with me and he contacted them. And I was pretty much booked as soon as I graduated his little class. And when I went there, you know, I got to, it was, I've worked for WWE. Um, like, like I've worked for Dirty 20 times and I worked for AW those times, those two times. And it's such a night and day difference. It was really, really cool. Cause some of the people back there, like I've wrestled like, in you know, the past. So. Right. Hmm. I said I was yeah. Um. So like I haven't seen them in a while, or like you know they wrestled me at the very beginning of my career, kind of thing, and like here I am now, you know. Um. So it was just really cool to be like back, like I mean there, and then to put me up against, in my opinion, their two top girls that they have there, like meant a lot. So it it was a really cool experience, and it was just so laid back and awesome and. Just fun.
2: I was gonna say. I mean, they kind of uh, they put you up against you know, Britt Baker and Dunderosa. Maybe at their hottest point, uh, they just came off of the the lights out match. Sure. Uh, so you know, how did that feel to you know, be trusted with you know the little the top two superstars at that time?
1: It was nerve wracking because I knew that and, um, like, I mean, just to be trusted with the girls that, you know, I feel like they're put, they were pushing the most was a big deal to me. Um, I had worked with Brit at the beginning of her career as well. Um, but like, I was a, I'm a huge Thunder Rosa fan. And so when they told me that I had Thunder Rosa the second day, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> like, I <laughs> I was just such a big fan, and to be able to wrestle her, especially on AEW, meant so much to me. So it was a huge, huge deal in in my mind. <laughs> oh, uh, excuse
2: me. you have a question
1: now.
0: Looking at your Instagram, there is a very touching poem. Uh, in regards to a wrestling legend who we lost not so long ago, and I'm, of course, referring to beautiful Bobby Eaton. Uh, what, what was that poem, essentially, in reference to your relationship with him, and what pearls of wisdom did bobby eaton teach you
1: well like i've been on a few i got like the honor to be on a few shows with bobby eaton um but the shows that i was on like i was always a heel and he was you know obviously a really a babyface. and so the shows that I was almost super old school so heels were in one locker room baby faces were in the other and you didn't see each other until you were across from each other in the ring um so, I got to manage a few of his matches that he had against Cody Hawk. And to me, it was like, oh my gosh, like it was almost like a childhood, like little, like dream to me a little. Bit. And I would, I would, instead of like managing, I'd be watching and just like be in awe, like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Uh, and it's like to this day, you know, it like it kicks, it, I just kick myself in the butt because. I wish I would have freaking like got a picture with him because, but when when you're training, when all this stuff, you know, you're taught don't mark out for the guys in the back. Don't do like, don't go ask for an autograph. Don't go ask for a pic. Like, it's just, it's embedded in your brain. But here it is where I'm like, I was on all these shows with Bobby and I had this mat. I had matches where I managed it and I have no memories of that other than the memories that are in my brain i have no pictures to show my kids someday
0: mm-hmm.
1: i have no none of this you know i never i got to like ask him a few questions once but like i didn't really get to pick his brain the way i wanted to so it's kind of a it, it sucks because like you're like no i i have this to still want to do i had this to ask him i like but you never know when you're gonna go and it was his time and I selfishly am like kicking myself in the ass over here. But
0: that really sucks. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 I could say for sure that one, that's something that needs to change. And, you know, AEW even encourages this. Mark, you know, uh, the guys watching the, you know, the Town telling the Ring reacting. You know, and, you know, because we're, talent are are, our fans, also. You know, I I think it's enough with this, you know, taboo of, oh, if you're in a locker room, be this, you know, uptight robot who doesn't show any emotion and just focus on what you have to do, no, Uh uh-uh. The, the, the that that is one paradigm that has to shift.
2: I think for sure I mean, we always talk about on the show, give this these post pers- these people their flowers now because you never know down the road. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely. like for instance, I had done so many conventions and so many conventions, China was there. And I was always like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, every time, like, you know what, you're going to go, you're going to finally go up to her and talk to her. But I let my, my whole nerves get the better of me in this situation. And she was on a convention that I was on no joke, probably about a month before she died. Oh, wow. I was
2: wow. Yeah,
1: two tables down from her. And, um, it was the end of the, the convention. Everybody was packing up. So no fans were in there. It was just all of us. And everybody was packing up. And I had, like, turned to look at her. I'm like, I'm going to do it this time. And then but I was helping my friend tear down his uh, little booth area. And then I was like, you know what? I'm on a convention with her again in, like, five weeks. I'll just go then. Oh, and, I, wow. and, like, three weeks later, she was dead. Ugh. And... I never that she was like, she, she gave so much to women's wrestling. She was the, the first, you know, and yeah. I, I never got to thank her for that. Like thank for her, for her contributions, like doing like, I just like, I had so much, I wanted to personally ask her. I had so much that I wanted to tell her as a fan and I'm sitting here like, Oh, three weeks. I'm on a show with her in five weeks. Uh, I've been on so many with her. I it's no big deal. I can just wait one more, and three weeks later, she's not. She's she's dead, Ugh. and that sucked. That one hit me probably the uh, one like the hardest.
0: Oh God, you know. And and James has heard me tell this story a number of times, uh, but yeah, I trained. I, I started out in the NYWC, you know, where John Silver and Alex Reynolds uh, came from. And we were, we had Chris Canyon with us. Mm. And we, and he had worked the previous week with us, yeah, you know, and he was working as Mortis. And, and then James Mitchell was along, which was even an extra treat. And I'm it's been so long now that my mind has obscured. I think a couple of details, but he was going to, you know, do uh, a uh, a seminar for us. You know, you know, free of charge. And I I pull into the Exploratorium parking lot at two in the afternoon on a Saturday, and you know I'm ready to learn all these things from him and I open my phone to, you know, to the news sites, and I see that Canyon was found dead in his apartment that day. It's, it, it, it's terrible and we, when we're so close to our heroes and, and, the, and the people we respect and you think there's, you know, there's always tomorrow. Unfortunately, sometimes tomorrow never comes. And and I just I feel I feel that. I think the right. uh,
2: the moral of this is, you know, if you have the opportunity to tell somebody that you appreciate them, definitely do it. Uh okay.
0: but yeah, pick let's pick it up, James.
2: Yeah, let's let's talk about something fun now. <laughs>
0: yes.
2: Uh you're engaged to Cody Hawk.
0: Still my question.
2: You've also wrestled Cody. Um how do you go into a match against a loved one? Oh
0: no, did I
1: uh, I want to hit him harder. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, actually, so it de- <laughs> depends on if I'm mad at him that day or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I- no, it, it's actually more exciting because I'm like, oh, yeah, it's about to go down. Like,
2: <laughs> That's not actually the first time we've had that answer to that
1: question. Really?
2: <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> i'm if, a violent person yeah. if if he uh if he screws up a spot with you does he sleep on the couch
1: <laughs> well he never screws up a spot it's always me <laughs> so, like <laughs> um but no if he wins he sleeps on the couch so <laughs> oh, oh, i love
2: that <laughs> so the night you got engaged you he was sleeping on the couch <laughs> no, I let him
1: sleep in the bed.
2: <laughs> and what what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of being with somebody in the same profession as yourself?
1: Advantages, uh, they understand the the crazy schedule we do. You know, they they get it, and they also like the diet. They they want they'll be on the same like as you, or they'll help work out with you, stuff like that. So they they get the whole profession and the the crazy schedule being out of town and away from each other all this time. Uh, The bad part is uh, one being away from each other so much, you know, like I will be um, in Texas one weekend and he'll be in freaking Kentucky, you know, like there's that. And so being away from each other, Sucks. We don't really have a lot of like free time together because I I work a real job uh, Monday through Friday till about 5 p.m. Then I go and I box for an hour after, and then we have wrestling training for two hours after that every single day, and then shows Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, I mean, we see each other at training, but it's not, you know, it's not the same. It's not let's hang out and watch a movie or let's go on a date or something. Um, It's no, we're, it's all strictly business, you know? So that does suck. And then there's that whole mental thing. Us as wrestlers, it doesn't just take a physical toll on our bodies. We are so mentally messed up. I'm like, I am a huge victim of being of like anxiety and depression, and it, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's probably all because of wrestling. Um, like it it messes us up, and so uh, to live in two with two wrestlers, like it's it's kind of messed up. And then there's you know the injury thing. If one of us is injured, if one of us is out, there's that as well. So there's a lot of like there's so many good things, but there's so many bad things and. Uh, but I've tried to date people who aren't in the business and they don't get it and they don't understand it. But then the people in the business, they get it and they understand it, but a lot of them aren't very trustworthy. So you're kind of just, you're gambling. <laughs> I got you.
0: Yeah. Because there's a little bit of a uh, a, uh, not a taboo, but a little bit of an unwritten rule advising uh, it, if you're in a relationship, don't start out training together because, especially if you're if you're in a promotion where there are much fewer women as opposed to men. Unfortunately, you know,
2: Scrooge on that the hard way.
0: Yes, unfortunately, I did, and. One, it almost resulted in me uh, having my neck broken. And, yes, unfortunately, it did uh, affect me psychologically. Uh,
2: I I did want to, you know, bring up, uh, you said, you know, you've had some, you know, um, um, wrestling affects your mental health. Uh, And, you know, I've noticed on your your Twitter, you you do tweet out some, you know, inspirational things. Um, How much is that for your own personal mental health? And how much is that for trying to help somebody that is maybe going through the same things you've had?
1: Um, I would say it's very much 50-50 because a lot of the times when I, like, tweet out or just post anything with inspiration... Honestly, it's not for me because it's not helping me like I, I wish it would, but I'm like, you know what, if I can post a picture and just something inspirational and it does help somebody's day, at least like it's helping somebody else. Like I'm working on me and trying to, you know, get my mental health where it needs to be. And maybe just helping, knowing that if, like, just maybe some words I posted, like, help somebody else, then uh, that that's good. Like, but me, I'm I'm a freaking nutcase, and I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> 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 um, work on myself while also maybe trying to help others feel good. All right. Uh, Scooter, you have a question.
0: Now, you're... Day job is in the medical field.
1: Yeah, I'm a nurse.
0: Well, first of all, thank you for yeah you know, all your hard work in 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 the pandemic and you know on the on the front line. First of all, um, let's let's take this uh, away from wrestling for just a bit. What was your initial reaction as the pandemic started?
1: Well, at first, like I didn't, I didn't really believe it because what, what kind of like when it first started, it was crazy because when it happened, I guess they found that person in California or something at the, in the airport that day. Uh, I was actually in the airport that same day, so. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, I, I was like, okay, this is just some stupid, stupid thing. And but then like, prior to that, I had noticed we started seeing like a bunch of patients that like were coming in for this really bad cough. And none of us really knew what like, I was just, like, I see patients, I see like, so many patients every single day. And I'm just like, never in like my six years did I. These people are coming in for the exact same thing. We're testing them for strep. We're testing them for pneumonia. We're testing them for, you know, um like the flu and it's not anything. And they're like, okay, it's some weird cold thing. And then it just all went crazy and went the world shut down. So I was <laughs> like, what in the world?
0: Well, on behalf of my wife and son who are both fighting COVID right now in Alabama, I thank you and mm. and we all here at Wrestling With Entertainment thank you and and all of the nurses and all of the medical professionals on the front line who uh, are helping to not have got us through or still getting us through the these trifling times.
1: Aw,
2: thanks. <laughs> now, uh, swinging back to the match that you got engaged in, how much was that a shoot and how much of that was a walk?
1: Uh, all of it was shoot.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, like, I had no idea. So you're just, like, beating his ass not knowing <laughs> that. Because <laughs> I was watching the match and I was like, "Well, she is really go, go for this
1: <laughs> yeah like well so um what was happening was my my angle with my now tag partner amos was uh we we were our angle prior was ending that night and he was turning on me and um so that was going to be the end of the show so boom i take a move and lights out shows over right And that's what I was told. So I was going to change into just my regular clothes after I was done with a match from, like, because we were doing two shows at the time for, uh, because the whole COVID thing. And um, so I was, like, going to change. And then the guy that was booking at the time said, I need you to stay in your gear um, and your wrestling boots. And I'm like, why? And he's like, well, after, you know, you get, he does this move to you. Uh, he's like, I don't want it to lay you out. I just want it to look like, oh, uh, it stunned you. And like, you would get up and fight him. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> so it happens. I take the move. Boom. Uh, lights go out. And I'm like, cool. I'm thinking that I hear the commentary, you know, and FGW and shockwave. And then all of a sudden this music starts and I'm like, what? I didn't even recognize the music and I totally forgot Cody was using a new form of the music that he uses because he hasn't been he's been off shows for a little bit. And I was like, What the heck? And then he comes out. I'm like, What are you doing? And he cuts a promo challenging me to a match and I'm just like, uh oh, what? I don't even have knee pads on. I have nothing. Uh, This outfit that I'm wearing, uh, I legit wore just for managing because it was, I just wanted something new to wear on the first show back to FGW after all this COVID crap. So I wasn't planning on wrestling in it because it's super small. Um, And so I'm just sitting there like, oh, no, what is going on? And then that happened. And I'm like, all right, you you jerk. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah that it was all it was all uh completely real i didn't know anything
2: okay so this is just the heel in me i was Uh, like when when he had the ring i was like okay now kick him kick him and pin him. that's (laughs) what i was thinking kick him and pin him say yes pry
1: in the back (laughs) i will give you this there was as soon as he i had the ring on my finger he did say, I'm gonna schoolboy you for the pin, one, two, three. He said that right there. So I did know that. Okay. But everything leading up to that, and, I didn't know.
0: I mean you did have a you did have a nice, you know, size, you know, foreign object on your hand. You could have, you know
1: Exactly. It was weighing me down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you could have just yeah, you know, decked him and be like just be yeah, like You wish jerk. Ah. <laughs> <be like>, oh. <laughs>
2: ah. oh man. A, a new version of distracting somebody. Marriage proposal into a schoolboy. There you go. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, Doug, Doug, if you're listening, that's not an invitation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Scooter, you have a question.
0: Yes.
1: Do you have more fun as a blonde or a Brunette. Brunette. <laughs> brunette i at one point wanted to be blonde and i was like what is wrong with my life uh (laughs) i feel more myself as a brunette so i'm having way more fun (laughs) so blondes don't always have more fun blondes don't always have more fun when they have to keep uh scorching out money to keep your hair blonde oh (laughs) i see Yeah, every three. I'm naturally brunette, so every three weeks going and dropping over a hundred bucks to keep it blonde was not fun.
0: Oh, I thought I had some bad habits. Wow. Yeah. Uh,
2: (laughs) Now, um, you've changed a few times over the last six years. Um, Is it just finding something new, evolving, keeping up with the times? How would you describe the, your evolution into where you are right now?
1: Uh, I would describe it as evolving. Like, you know, at the very beginning, uh, I didn't, I mean, I had my nicknames, but I never really was who I wanted to be because I never got it. Like, but I knew I'd always wanted to kind of be like this AJ Lee psychotic character kind of thing. And that was my goal. And so I had another name and I switched with that. And then I went to Dustin's school in Texas, and Dustin is the one who came up with the one that talks to herself. And I, you know, came back. I came back home to Ohio. It's still working, and I'm absolutely loving where we're going with this. So I am I think that I might have found my niche. And you – I've noticed, like, you have
2: two different – I don't want to say versions of the – the uh, Dart of a Thousand uh, Maniacs, you have the full on um, schoolgirl, and then you have like um, a version that's actual ring gear.
1: Yeah, so Dustin and his wife wanted me to do the actual like schoolgirl outfit, but personally, like I was not comfortable with the full schoolgirl outfit. I did it while I was in Texas, so I was like, okay, I'll make them happy, it'll be fine. Um, but then as soon as I got home, I, uh, ordered gear that I felt like I would be comfortable in and, uh, actually looked like wrestling ring gear for women. Tried to keep the whole little schoolgirl alive with the plaid and then like the skirt. Uh, but other than that, um, I wanted to be this character they come up with, but I wanted her to look the way I wanted her to look. Right. Kind of tweaking it. Yeah, so giving it my own, my my own little edge. And you wrestled in like slippers, like
2: like normal like schoolgirl slippers as well.
1: Yeah, I used to do those because that's uh, another idea that they came up with. And like I said, uh, it, that one, those shoes like there were sometimes when I was taking moves from people, the shoes would fly off, and I would have to do <laughs> the rest of the match freaking barefoot. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, okay, we're going back to wrestling shoes.
2: Yeah, I think that's um appropriate. <laughs> yeah. And uh you wrestled well, you kinda sorta wrestled Lanny Poffo.
1: <laughs> yep. Can you tell us about that experience? Oh, well, I met Lanny a few years ago in Illinois, um, uh, just backstage. And then, uh, I got him with the promoter, Brian at FGW and we've had him at the show twice. And then, um, I ended up being in the same match. him. he's, we've, um, uh, talked a few times. He's really cool. And, uh, obviously Scotty, uh, Amos, my tag partner was the one who did everything with him. Uh, but I mean, it was—it is really cool, like to see like someone like that even still be able to freaking do a moon salt, you know? Like it's freaking oh, like, yeah. oh, I can't do a moonsault. Yeah. <laughs> like.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, I uh, I I do know uh, Manny as well. Uh, he's a he's a great guy, and never he never forgets my birthday. Really, never forgets my birthday, which oddly enough also happens to be tomorrow. <laughs> oh. uh, um, which, and it's also Jeff Hardy's birthday as well. Uh, but one of the first things I see is a birthday greeting from him, and it's, it's always made me smile. So
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Now He's not here, but it's
2: now time for Coleco's Colossal Question. You've been in the wrestling business for a little while now. Uh, some might say it's movie, worthy. Um, Jennifer Aniston will play you. Um, oh. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but every movie has a soundtrack to it. What would be the first three songs on the of Reed wrestling soundtrack?
1: Oh, God.
0: Um, in the life soundtrack.
1: Life, yeah. Life soundtrack. We'll do Numb by Lincoln Park. Oh, well, that's a good one. Uh, let's see. Uh, this song called "Warrior." It's by Beth Crowley. Oh, uh, okay. And
2: let's <laughs> see.
1: Probably, uh, gosh, maybe Outside Looking In by Jordan Pruitt. Ooh, wow. Interesting. Now, yeah, you, have, <laughs> you
2: have three songs. Are you locking them in? Oh, God!
1: <laughs> What's the banker's freaking, uh, <laughs> 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 the amount of money? Um... <laughs> Sure, let's lock them in. Why not?
2: <laughs> all right, you all locked in. Now, the most controversial thing you will ever talk about on a wrestling
0: podcast—at least for five
2: minutes—pineapple on pizza. What's your stance?
1: Uh, I only eat bacon on pizza. So, Ooh, okay, Nice stand.
0: <laughs> that a girl.
1: <laughs> all right. Which you know, is like I've been asked that on actually a few other podcasts. So that must <laughs> be a freaking hot topic. It is. Oh.
0: Actually, I realize I do have I do have one more question. I completely overlooked this. All right, ask it. You've come up in a world where you've seen for the most part men and women have been equals in the ring and unfortunately that term is a little bit loose here. But do you think promotions should lean more towards absolving gender lines or do you think women's wrestling should keep its mystique as a special attraction on the indie scene?
1: Honestly, like, okay, so yeah, women's matches are special attractions, but um personally i love mixed gender wrestling and i feel like that's more of an attraction to if you advertise that because what like there's a lot of fans that was gonna want to see this girl beat this dude like or a girl overcome the odds because obviously the guy is gonna be bigger usually bigger and stronger and be usually be a dick so like I feel like to me, that is, um, that's more of an advertisement, a special attraction. That's just my own opinion. Um, women's wrestling. Like, I think there's definitely more as a special attraction. I think there's more, there should be more of it on a show. Like every, uh, like on every show, there's like six men's matches and one women's. And so maybe like have like maybe two or three women's match, like kind of equal it out, you know? Yeah, um, I have both. Like that's how I see view on things, or just have like at least you know if you are gonna have one all women's match, maybe have a mixed gender match as well. Like that's how that's my view on things. I know some people are super against mixed gender matches because oh, a guys never supposed to hit a woman. It's like it's a freaking it's wrestling. Like literally, we watched freaking um, Triple H and Jeffrey the Giraffe from Toys R Us like. Like, it is wrestling.
0: (laughs) It's funny you bring up Jeffrey the Giraffe because I I was actually... My middle name was named after him.
2: (laughs) I thought you were named after G.R. Hardy. (laughs) What Now, next question. What's your spirit Pokemon?
1: Oh, gosh. It's either... Uh, it's probably Squirtle. Squirtle! And it's probably that because I have a turtle and I named her Squirtle. <laughs> I love that.
0: It, it, it's short, concise, and it rhymes.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> now, here on the show, we love Tracy Smothers, the late great one. Um, in honor of Tracy Smothers, do you know how to spell Doug.
1: Doug. Thug. Thug. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I knew Tracy so well. I've not talked about him since he died. Mm-hmm. Aww, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tracy. Let's bring up some. But... N- <laughs> I don't know, T H U G. I don't know how he spelled it. I always just listen okay. to the promo.
0: James,
2: look, <laughs> like, read the chat. Oh gosh. Oh,
1: enter my name here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, T is for terrible, A is for L, U is for ugly.
2: Bugs <laughs> <laughs> can't spell.
1: Yes. Oh, Tracy. <laughs> You got a uh, Tracy's water state? Oh, we just like so I'm real good friends with Jesse Bell and um uh, like a few of, like just a few of them and like I've been on so many shows with Tracy and he's such he was so funny and so sweet and so genuine and he Yeah, so Cody's coming home, so I'm about to hear my dogs go crazy. Sorry in advance. <laughs> Hi, Cody. So but yeah, um I, he's just such a great, awesome dude, and cancer took him, and that sucks, but he will always be remembered, so. And,
2: oh, absolutely, and both trying to kind of keep, you know, the legacy going here, and kind of give him his flowers, so to speak.
0: Yes, yeah. with, with Thuganomics.
2: Yes, <laughs> And the rock. weirdest thing you'll ever be asked on a wrestling podcast. Would you ever consider wrestling a rock? Not Dwayne Johnson, Scooter.
0: Not the country.
2: An actual rock.
1: Um, I feel like I've wrestled one before.
0: <laughs> That's not a nice thing to say about Cody.
1: No. <laughs> um, you knew who I was talking about. Uh, i mean yeah i can put it i'll I'll, i've put over a broomstick before so i can put over a rock oh i
0: you know what i think i think broomstick beats rock i think that's how it goes right
1: yeah exactly i say so.
0: rock broomstick scissors
1: that's it (laughs) rock paper scissors broomstick (laughs)
2: Just for uh a little context, there was this guy named Psycho Mike that wrestled an actual rock for over fifteen minutes in what was a tungsten man match an arm man match that lasted for two weeks. Oh wow, yeah, C- committed to the part, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and now it's time for that segment once again. Sardo Reeds, the Zort You're a that goes up and down the roads, and we're crazy and bizarre comes up down. Can you tell us a road
1: story that fits that description? Oh god. Um I need to think because there's so many crazy freaking road stories. Let's see, so my very at the very beginning of my career, my first out of state booking ever. Um, was in Michigan, and the promoter got us all got all the wrestlers a room, and uh, we uh, our our friend Andrew ended up somehow his key was the master key to every room in the whole hotel, and so we're all drunk and going around, and we we got a little midget friend, and. Oh. Yes, yeah, so we're going around and okay. opening up the boys' rooms and having our midget jump on them, and <laughs> one of them is Shark Boy <laughs> all this. Um. So yeah, that's that's still one of my favorite road stories to this day. I I love the fact
0: that you referred to it as our midget.
1: Yeah, he's our midget. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you said it sort of like so casually, like. Like, everybody has a midget.
1: (laughs) Everybody doesn't have a midget? What?
0: Mine ran away.
1: You gotta get that tracking device, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh.
2: On a more serious note, where do you see yourself in five
1: years? Hopefully signed somewhere. (laughs) Um if not, you know, still doing what I'm doing and maybe even helping train and do things like that, so whatever, whatever path my journey leads me on.
0: Right. Well, I would say, celebrating the five-year anniversary of being asked that question.
1: Yeah, Right, it's exactly. To the day.
2: And, what is a match people should go out of their way to see that best shows off what Shana Reed is all about?
1: Um... I say uh, either there's two either the um me, me versus Logan Blackheart which is a uh, for the Super Zeta memorial I'm, title um, I'm calling or uh, go on and watch the very first showcase of the Rhodes Wrestling Academy and watch the main event alright
2: and um, since we're nearing the conclusion of this interview we are wrestling with the eight
0: questions of doom. No actual doom to be incurred.
2: <laughs> okay. This is our speed round, our bonus round, the round where we see who you really are. Are you ready, Shauna?
0: Yes. You're spitballing whatever comes to your mind.
2: Okay. Excluding yourself, greatest wrestler of
1: all time. Oh, God. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Worst wrestler of all time. Nikki Bella
0: ooh. surprisingly I believe that's the second time we've heard that James but Nikki Bella's also been the greatest wrestler
2: of all time as well
0: oh it, you know what I might be thinking that That you know what that might be the first time we've seen had the greatest that, ooh you they have now. an money
2: Chaos vs. Son of Weed match do <laughs> what? Uh, Armani Chaos. He's a wrestler that said that Nikki Bella was the greatest wrestler
1: of all time. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll have to knock some sense into that
0: person. <laughs> you got to get up to Limitless in Maine.
1: Uh, book me. I'll be there. <laughs> right,
2: you're a main, main event in WrestleMania for the World Championship. Who is your opponent?
1: It's got to be Wrestle... Oh, well. Past or present. Okay. Um, it's for the world championship?
0: Any chance. The, 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 world, the world championship. championship. of oh, the women's. universe, of the galaxy,
1: the- Okay, I was gonna say if it's women's, it's gonna be AJ Lee. If it's uh technically it's he's not in it anymore, but it'd be if it's not just women's, uh me versus John Moxley. Ooh. Interesting. If you could come out to anyone's entrance
2: music, past or present, who would it be? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Probably Shawn Michaels. (laughs) So you're coming out to Sexy Boy? Heck yes, I'm coming
0: out to Sexy Boy. I'm I'm surprised nobody has attempted to do a Sexy Girl remix. Right, I I would make a remix, but yeah. All right. Maybe that's something to come up in
2: uh, the future. Maybe. Finish the sentence.
1: Kayfabe is... Oh, God. Somewhat alive. All right. Squash, fruit or
2: vegetable? Oh, God. I was going to say match. Um... (laughs) Vegetable. It is indeed a fruit.
0: Oh, would have been, we would have accepted match.
2: Yes. I said match. Oh, I win. <laughs> <laughs> but you might have got the question wrong, but you're in good graces with Calico Yachts, a part of Squash Squad now, and that means so much more. Okay. New Japan wrestler Taichi his ring gear gets smaller every year, We revealing more of himself to the wall. My question, what is the appropriate Trump's-the-butt-cheek ratio for ring gear? What is the appropriate what for ring gear? Trump's-the-butt-cheek Trump's ratio. Trump's-the-butt-cheek?
1: Yes. Uh, I mean, I I personally say cover the whole thing, but...
0: <laughs> Cody's in the other room with an expression on his face like,
1: who the hell are you talking to? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the main event The last question The thing everybody wants to know
0: The most bizarre question you'll ever be asked Since five minutes ago
2: Have you ever had a conversation With a stranger In a supermarket About Darby Allen? No And that is the correct answer <laughs> Good. I guess. and I will conclude this interview thank you so much Shauna for coming on and doing this with us Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. and once again where can we find you on social
1: media uh, Facebook Shauna Reed or find my like page Shauna Reed Twitter Shauna Reed 93 Instagram Shauna underscore
2: and if you want any of, uh Shana Reed merchandise, you want to DM her as well, correct?
1: Yep, just direct message me. That's the only way you can get it, or find me at shows. And I mean, you've you've been listening
2: to her for a little over an hour. Buy a damn shirt.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, you've already been annoyed with my voice for over an hour, so at least purchase a shirt. Um. <laughs> and- if you
2: like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment, both on YouTube and Castbacks. Of course, this was sponsored by Rogue Energy. Use promo code Wrestling with E for 10% off your next purchase. Uh, join us next uh week as we interview Key For Tech. Uh the week after that, uh Miss Hana, um, Laura Casey, and Lori. So stacked September for Wrestling with Entertainment. Um, you can also follow so on um, on Twitter and Instagram at Wrestling with E. You can follow us individually as well. I am at JamesJ993. Find Coleco at IamColeco. And what can they find Scooter?
0: Find me in your bedroom waiting to pounce. Or find me on Twitter at ScooterDust. Find me and James. Hosting the remix as part of the newly revamped UNB live network, starting with Extreme Rules, the remix, the only alternate live commentary podcast on the web to date, still yet to be unmatched, going almost six years and strong. You have a choice in commentary. Hashtag choose your commentary. And, of course, you can always find me and... Rico Constantino Jr. on the Smoky Dragons Twitch channel, twitch.tv backslash Smoking Dragons at Yes, 20 Sides can be part of ours.
2: Now, uh, Sono, when I say wrestling wit, you say entertainment, okay? Okay. For always special guest Shauna Reed, Calico Yacht, Scooter Dust, I'm James Shay, and this has been Wrestling Wit
1: Entertainment. Bye, Cody. Hey, folks, this is the Colossal
0: Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Enjoy the show. Support these guys. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.